of December 6th through December 12, 2013. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very pleased that you are with us here today on Main Menu, and we hope you enjoy the show. Well, we have quite a busy program today and quite full of information. We're going to start out with the first part of a two-part review of using iTunes 11 with Windows 8.0. And then that will be done by Jeremy Curry. And we want to thank GW Micro for allowing us to air that uh, on Main Menu. And if you'd like more information or look at more of the GW tutorials on a number of other things, you can find that information at www.gwmicro.com training. And so if you have some interest in looking at either the iTunes tutorial or any of the other tutorials that they have on GW Micro, that's where you can find those. And then we have Mr. Joseph Lee is going to come to us with another tutorial on NVDA. This time it's a review of the use of the new review mode in NVDA. And while we're at it, let me mention to you that the latest release of NVDA was just released in the last couple of days, and that is NVDA 2013 R3, just released on the 4th of December, and you can get that by going to www.nvaccess.org and you will find it there a download link to download the new version of NVDA and we hope we will be able to have an interview with the folks from NVDA in the near future and talk about this new release and what all is involved so let's get right on into today's show because it is a very full show. You have a great week and we'll see you back here again next week. We don't want you to forget though that there is the ACB radio auction this weekend and we're going to hear about that right here in a minute. Have a good week and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Bid and buy at the second ACB radio auction on Sunday, December 8. Holiday treats, jewelry, sports collectibles, gifts, even a carousel music box. See items up for bid at acb.org. Tune in on Sunday, December 8, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 8 Pacific, right here at acbradio.org. Listen by phone at 231-460-1047. Thanks for supporting ACB Radio.
this is likely going to be part one of a part of a two-part series because we get so many questions about this. Uh, there are probably things that we're going to add to the second component or the second part of this series. So if there's something that we don't get to today, we'll try and get to it next time, and we can talk later about how you get in touch with us regarding those uh, suggestions. So question and answers are going to be at the end. There's a study guide for this that is going to be at gwmicro.com slash training. And uh, as always on that training webpage, there is a webinar link. So if you just activate that webinar link, you're going to get to the study guide for this. The study guides, I believe, are up there now. The recording will be up there later once we get it processed. And we are streaming our desktop today. So if you want to uh, have your sighted helper or sighted spouse or sighted friend or somebody is there sighted with you, we are streaming the desktop. The Only the audio is going to be posted to the website, but right now we're streaming the desktop as well. So here are some of the things that we are going to talk about and learn today. Uh, the first one is identifying the latest versions of I, like, excuse me, latest version of iTunes and its capabilities. And as I already mentioned, we're talking about iTunes 11 and Windowwise 8.3. Specifically, we're talking about iTunes 11.1.2.31. If you want to get really techie about it, that's the latest edition. I want to say that was released last week, if I remember correctly. Um, it's very recent. Um, I know that iTunes 11 has caused some questions amongst us in the blind community in regards to how do you navigate it, and that's what I really want to focus on today because there are some tips and some tricks that I can give you to actually get around it much easier. Uh, we're going to identify the various components that make up iTunes. So we'll talk about the user interface. We're going to identify the benefits of iTunes. We're going to understand some various user interface components of iTunes, Understand how to play music in iTunes, identify keystrokes for playback, understand ways to enhance your navigation or enhance your experience with the program. Uh, we're going to talk about how to import music files or, and folders into your library. We're going to talk about understanding how to listen to music and buy it from the store, which I know is another question we get quite often. And there have been some uh, small improvements there over the past few months that I think will be helpful if you haven't been to the store in a while. Uh, in iTunes on the PC. And additionally, we're going to talk about how to understand uh, or what the different preferences are. We've got a lot of content to cover, uh, a lot of ground to cover, so hopefully we'll get it all in in an hour, but I'm thinking we're probably going to go a bit over is my guess. But again, even if we go over, we're still going to open it up for questions and answers, and we will go from there. So... Let's talk about uh, iTunes. So iTunes, obviously, version 11. If you're brand new to iTunes or don't know what iTunes is, which, you know, if you've been living under a rock somewhere and you don't know what iTunes is, iTunes is a program that may, is made by Apple. Obviously, they make the iPhone, iPod, iPad, all those iOS devices that we're all familiar with. Uh, it's made by Apple and enables you to listen to music, watch TV shows, uh, watch movies, buy music, buy movies, import your CDs, and a whole lot of other stuff. A lot of content can be played or purchased with iTunes. In the latest version of iTunes, you can also listen to iTunes Radio, which I was playing uh, iTunes Halloween Station as we were getting ready to start the webinar today. And you can also sync devices such as an iPhone, iPad, uh, other iDevices. I know there are a lot of us with in the blind community with iOS devices, so like the iPhone, like the iPod, uh, iPad, like the iPod, all the touchscreen devices that are accessible. 
Um, you're going to run into something called iTunes Match as well that we're going to talk about after a bit. And some of you may be familiar with that in regards to your iOS devices. So I just want to kind of mention that if you hear the word match, and we're not striking something up to start it on fire, but match is something else we're going to talk about as well. So that's also amongst our learning objectives and something that's newer in iTunes. It's not new for version 11, but it is newer. Um, when you install iTunes, I already have iTunes installed on this. We're not going to go through the entire install process because it's fairly straightforward. You can download it uh, from Apple's website. If you need to know where to download it, just do a simple Google search. We can also post the URL in the uh, box if you need it as well, but likely you already have it, especially if you have an iOS device. And you're given several options when you install iTunes. You can put an icon, an iTunes icon on the desktop, which is what I've done. Um, if you want to use iTunes as the default player for audio files, you're given that option, which I have done on this particular computer. If you want to update iTunes automatically, you can check a checkbox and have that done, which I've also done. Um, so all of those items were left checked by default. So if you're kind of curious about how we installed it, that's how we installed it. So let's just first start with kind of an overall explanation of the user interface. I'm going to go ahead and Alt-Tab from Talking Communities on over to iTunes. iTunes. Task switching. iTunes. Album list box. All right. So hopefully you can all hear that very well. So... This is a default installation of iTunes. One of the things that I have already done after the installation is you can begin to download music or you can have iTunes search your PC for music. And rather than sit here and let it crank forever on my machine trying to find music, I've already gone ahead and done that step. Basically, there are buttons that you can tab to. So when you launch iTunes for the first time, start tabbing, you're going to hear text, and eventually you're going to hear buttons that say uh, search for music, and there's also some license agreements as well that you're going to have to accept. So just start out using your tab key. You'll get to those things very quickly and easily. And once you activate those things, you're going to be inside of the music library, and your albums are going to be listed, assuming that you have albums. I have several of them on this particular machine. And so iTunes is kind of made up of the following. There's like a main content area where all of your stuff is. So when you're looking at movies or music or changing the way uh, you want to view songs, like artists and all those types of things, that's going to show in the main area, the main UI. Think of it kind of like Microsoft Word. You've got that main document area. There's a main area here. And that is typically on the right-hand side. Well, we'll will be in a moment after we make some changes. Typically on the right-hand side, by default, it takes up all of the entire screen just below the, um, it's not really a menu bar, but there are various radio buttons at the top. So what you have from top to bottom is you've got your title bar, then going from left to right, just below that, you've got your rewind button, play button, fast-forward button, your volume uh, slider, then there's an area that will tell you the artist as well as the uh, song that's playing and the time that's elapsed, the time that's yet remaining. And then to the right of that is a search edit box. So that's all horizontally below the title bar. Below that should be the menu bar, but the menu bar is turned off by default. So when you're looking at the worksheets for today, the very first one for your worksheet to turn on the menu bar is Control-B as in boy. 
It doesn't have to be turned on to access it, uh, but I do like to have it on because it does change the navigation slightly. Uh, otherwise, you get to another menu item, um, which is another button that kind of makes things confusing. So I turn on that menu bar to make sure that I have access to everything. If you're concerned about it speaking, when iTunes 11 first came out, part of the menu didn't speak. They fixed that right away once we told them about it. That's been fixed for a long time. So that entire menu speaks. So you can turn that on again by pressing Control-B as in boy. Now just below that, and again, this is by default, you have a button that allows you to change to various components of the of iTunes. For example, right now it's set to music. It could be set to movies or podcasts or uh, other things like playlists. And that would determine what area you're in. What we're going to do is actually get rid of that in a second. But I just want you to know where that's at visually on the screen because I think a lot of computer training is like orientation and mobility. I've got to get you oriented so we can figure out what's going on. So you've got title bar, you know, all the buttons in regard to playback information just below that, the menu bar below that that you've turned on with control B because it's off by default. Then below that, you've got kind of another, what uh, visually appears like another bar. You've got this button that changes between different types of information. And then, depending on where you are, since we, we default to our music library and albums, you can change the way you're looking at your music library, whether it's songs, albums, artists, etc. We're going to talk about that in a moment, but those items are visually across the screen. So you can select songs, albums, artists, genres, playlists, radio, and match by default. Those things are to the right of that button. And then there are buttons that allow you to get to your iPhone or iDevice if it's connected as well as the iTunes Store. Below that, you have that whole main area taking up the entire component of the screen from left to right that I talked about earlier. So right now, all of my albums are there. That's the default. And then below that, you've got the status bar. And then you've got the taskbar of Windows. So that's what this thing looks like. Now, one of the difficulties people have in iTunes 11 is it didn't look like iTunes 10. And trying to change that button that I was talking about earlier that allows you to switch to music and other things was very difficult and cumbersome for some people. So when you first start iTunes, once you get into it, there are two things you want to switch. One is to turn on that menu bar, as I mentioned, with Control-B, as in boy. The other thing that you want to turn on is the sidebar. And oddly enough, it's the same keystroke you would normally use to save something. It's Control-S as in Sam. So I'm going to press Control-S. Music, iCloud, library, playlist, one of three, tree view, sources. And what this just did is our main view, that main area that I was talking about, has moved over slightly to the right. So the left-hand side of the screen vertically now has a tree view in it. And so that tree view has different components that you can up and down arrow between. So those components are the library, which would consist of music, movies, TV shows, those types of things. You have the iTunes store. You have devices. Devices does not show up unless you've got one connected. So if you have an iPhone, iPad, iPod, etc., those things are going to show up under devices. And underneath that, I have Genius. That's oh, Apple's way of being able to look at different songs and try and uh, compare them to make them 
um, identical to either what other users like or other things with inside of your library. It used to be to kind of just help you be able to um, find other music that was similar to other people's tastes because they would look at different libraries from different users and compare them and say, well, person A likes this music, so let's share that information with person B, and they may like that music. Now it's been taken further, and now you can say, okay, I've got 10,000 songs. Uh, use Genius and play songs that are similar. So that's what Genius is. Right now I've got that turned off. Uh, that's going to be a part two thing if we go through that. And then below that are playlists. I'm sure a lot of you probably have different playlists. Uh, so playlists would be where we would add different songs that we want to listen to for different days of the week or what have you. We'll talk about that more in a moment as well. So things that have not changed. We still have the title bar in the same spot. All of those play controls across the screen, the rewind, play, fast forward, volume control, song title, and search edit box are all still just horizontally underneath of the title bar. The menu bar is horizontally underneath of that. And then underneath of that, on the left-hand side, vertically from top to bottom, we have this sidebar that we've turned on, and the main area of the screen is to the right of that. So those are the things that are on the screen in regards to how iTunes is laid out. So this sidebar that we turned on, remember that we were in music by default. Well, if you want to navigate a tree view, you can use your up and down arrow key. So I'm on music, which is the first item in the library. So if I down arrow. Movies, iCloud library playlist two of three. I hear movies. If I down arrow again. TV shows, iCloud library playlist three of three. I hear TV shows. Now, this is connected to something called my Apple ID. For those of you who use iOS devices, you're probably familiar with an Apple ID. So if you're hearing iCloud, it's a bit of an advanced term. Don't get worried about that information at this time. Just don't worry about that at the moment. If I down arrow again. iTunes Store Playlist 1 of 1. I've got the iTunes Store right there. And if I down arrow again. Devices, sources, expanded, three of six, depth one. I've got devices. Notice it said expanded, so that means that I must have something else inside of it. So if I down arrow again here. Jeremy's iPhone 5S, battery 100% charge device, closed one of one, depth two. You can tell that I've got my iPhone, and it's connected via USB. And if I down arrow again. Shared sources, expanded, four of six, depth one. Here's shared. We talked about that, so let's see what's inside of that. Home sharing, library, playlist, one of one, depth two. So there's home sharing, and home sharing is if you've got another um, PC or Mac or something else that you're sharing on your home network. If I down arrow again. Genius sources expanded in five of six, depth one. Remember we talked about genius. So genius library playlist one of one, depth two. So here's genius. It can do playlists. It can do recommendations. It can make a mix based on what your current music is. That's what genius can do. A down arrow again. Playlist sources expanded, six of six, depth one. Here's playlist. You'll notice it's the sixth one, but it is expanded. 90s music library playlist, one of six, depth two. So it automatically knew, apparently, I must like 90s music. If I down arrow again. Classical music library playlist, two of six. You're going to hear classical music. And there are some other playlists that are in there by default. Remember, with a tree view, if you press left arrow. Playlist sources expanded, six of six, depth one. First of all, you went to the top of the tree view. Music, iCloud library playlist, one of three, depth two. Now, you notice if I press left arrow right there, normally it would just close and go to that particular node. Well, that particular node actually closed and then put me at the top of the tree view. So I'm going to press end to go back down. There. Genius library playlist, one of one. I 
down arrow again. Playlist source is closed. Six of six, depth one. Notice it's closed. So remember, when you're in a tree view, right arrow expands those things. Left arrow unexpands them or collapse them. Genius library playlist one of one, depth two. a reminder of that with a tree view, because some people are very familiar with list views, but not tree views. Up and down arrow to move between things. If you hear something that's closed, right arrow it. If you hear something that's expanded and you want to close, press your left arrow. So I'm going to press my home button and go back to the top. Music, iCloud library playlist one of three. Okay, so I am now on my music, and we can sort music in a couple different ways. So let's talk about how we get to those things. I'm on music, I'm in that sidebar, but I need to get to the main portion of iTunes. And at the top of the main portion of iTunes are what we're going to hear as radio buttons, Visually, they don't look like radio buttons, and audibly, they don't act like radio buttons. It's a little bit different than your standard radio button. Think of them more like tab controls, really, is what they kind of act like. So I'm going to press tab. New playlist button. And first of all, I get the new playlist. There's going to be some other playlist options here. Playlist action button. That goes to the bottom of the sidebar before going to the top of the main content. Songs radio button unchecked one of one. All right, so now we're at this main content. It says songs, radio button, checked one of one. Well, along the top of the main content here, we have songs, albums, artists, ra uh, genres, radio, and match. So what happens is if we activate one of these radio buttons, we still have to tab through the rest of them. So, for example, if I tab again... Albums, radio button, checked one of one. Hear that that's checked. And if I tab again... Artist, radio button, unchecked one of one. That one's unchecked. Whichever one of these we check, that's how the main content is going to be sorted. That's the stuff that we're going to be accessing. So, for example, if I were to select songs instead of albums, all of my main content would be sorted as a list, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, if I select albums, all of my stuff, all of my content is going to be sorted in regards to albums. If I select artists, everything's going to be sorted in regards to artists. If I se select genres, it's going to be sorted in regards to genres. Now, the last two are different. They're not sorting options. One of them is radio. And so it sounds a little funky because you'll hear... John's radio button unchecked one of one. The following. Radio, radio button unchecked one of one. Radio, radio button. That's because it's a radio button named radio. So don't let that confuse you. It's actually a radio button named radio. This is a new feature in iTunes 11, which is iTunes radio. Again, we were using that earlier. And then the last radio button we're going to come across here, and by the way, I'm tabbing, not up and down arrowing, I'm tabbing to these items. So if I tab... Match radio button unchecked one of one. There's match radio button. What's match? Well, this is something called iTunes match. If you pay about 25 bucks a year, it's $24.99 a year, and you have multiple devices, iTunes will actually look for music on all of your systems, whether it's a PC, Mac, or iOS device, and if that thing is, uh, if that piece of music is similar, it'll store it in the cloud for you. So remember we talked a tiny bit about iCloud a second ago? It'll store it in the cloud, meaning that it doesn't matter which device you're using, PC, Mac, or iOS device, you can download or stream that piece of content from the cloud. So that's, again, a service you have to pay for. Now, the reason I mentioned iTunes Match is because if you pay for iTunes Match, 
you will get iTunes Radio commercial free. If you do not pay for iTunes Match, you will hear, hear commercials just like we did just a little bit ago. Uh, if you were here at least a little bit prior to the webinar. So we're going to talk about iTunes Radio. Uh, we're not going to get into iTunes Match today because this particular account doesn't uh, have iTunes Match on it. So I tabbed from the sidebar where I was on music because I could up and down arrow on that sidebar. I was on music, and then I could tab to the various pieces of information, uh, the various radio buttons that are there, and I could sort my content. I could press space or my enter key on any of these, and it's either going to take me to radio, match, or sort the content in those four other ways, which, again, were songs, albums, artists, or genre. Okay. So I've already got music on here that I mentioned that I already had my system scanned for. So I already have some music here. We're going to navigate by album. Now, admittedly, I'm going to tell you from a screen reader user perspective, this can be a slightly cumbersome. The reason I want to explain it to you is because this is how it works in iTunes Radio. And additionally, this is actually the default for being able to view items in iTunes. And the reason it can be somewhat difficult is because there's something called expanded view, which means when I get to my very first album visually below it, all of a sudden I'm going to have an automatic expanded view that appears below that piece of uh, or that piece of content below the album in this case. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to press tab because I went through all those radio buttons. I'm still on match. I'm going to press my tab key. Album list box. It says album list box. Now, audibly, you have no idea that that expanded view just appeared. But a sighted user can actually see all of a sudden, loop. this expanded view appeared below that album. So here's what we have before that expanded view. We had at least two rows of albums. The second row has been pushed down. And this expanded view has now taken the place on the screen where that second row was. So it expanded, but you didn't know it audibly. You didn't hear anything about it. That's because right now we don't necessarily have to access anything in that expanded view. The expanded view allows you to listen to songs that are in an album. You can also access the iTunes store specific to that artist or that album that you're on using the expanded view. Now, when we came in here, it said list box. Almost all of us that have used window eyes forever and ever and ever know that when you use a list box, you up and down, up, excuse me, up and down arrow. Well, this works a little bit differently. It's a list box, but it's kind of laid out in almost a grid type style because these are large squares. So, instead of up and down arrowing here, this is part of where the confusion is, you have to left and right arrow. I'm at the top left of these albums right now. If I want to get to the album to the right, I need to press my right arrow key. Bob Macri, Bob Acri, that lonesome song, Jamie Johnson. That so I pressed my right arrow key, and that took me to the next album. Had I pressed my down arrow key, I would have jumped down to the second row and missed all of the albums in the first row. So when you're sorting by album, you want to use your left and right arrow key, even though it says 
it's a list view or list box. Okay, when I press my right arrow, remember that expanded view is below this album. How do I get to that expanded view? Well, to get to that expanded view, I press my tab key. So if I wanted to continue to move to a different album, I'd continue pressing right arrow to move to the next or left arrow to move to previous. But if I want to get to the content located within this album, I'm going to press tab. So if I press tab, close button, the first thing I hear is close button. And all that does is close the expanded view. Really, it doesn't do us a whole lot of good because as soon as I move to the next album, it's going to expand automatically again anyways. So it's really more for sighted users. For you and I, if we want to close the expanded view and get back to the album, I'll just press my escape key. Album, the lonesome song, Jamie Johnson, list box. All right, so I was in the expanded view and I pressed escape. Now I'm back to this particular album. What if I press right arrow again? Son of a preacher man, John Rich. All right, well, here's John Rich. Well, John Rich, he has an expanded view because I right arrowed to it. So, again, every time I move to a new album, that expanded view appears. So, here's another album. I'm going to get into the expanded view by pressing tab. Close button. There's that close button. It's the same in all the expanded views. If I press tab again. Songs button. There's a songs button. So, this would display the songs that are within this particular album. Again, it's more of a sighted thing. If I tab again. In the store button. So this says in the store. So if I wanted to find John Rich in the store, I could activate this. And we're going to do that shortly. If I tab again. Son of a Preacher Man, John Rich 2009. All right, says Son of a Preacher Man, which is the name of the album, John Rich, which is the name of the artist, 2009. If I tab again. Show complete album static box. Oops. Son of a Preacher Man, John Rich 2009, list box. I'm sorry, I forgot to let it speak all the way. That's my list box there. So it's the name of the album, the name of the uh, the uh, artist, and the year. So if I want to access the information in a list box here, I'm in the expanded view. So in the expanded view is now where I can use my up and down arrow keys, just like a standard list box. So when you're accessing the album, it's left and right arrow. When you're in the expanded view, it's up and down. So if I press my down arrow key. Track number three, The Good Lord and the Man, time 339, iCloud download. Track number three, The Good Lord and the Man, time 339, iCloud download. All right, so this told me the name of the song. It told me how long the song is. And this happens to be something that I have on iCloud. So it's saying I could either stream this from iCloud or I could just go ahead and... Uh, download it here. So download or stream it from iCloud. Again, you don't need to worry about the iCloud stuff. Just know that it's out there. So if I want to play this song, all I have to do is press my enter key. Son of a preacher man, John Rich 2009, Wicked Lord in a Man, Time 339, iCloud. He was one of the millions who signed up to defend us long ago. If I want to pause this, I press my space bar. So it's still playing. So if I press space bar again... 41 when the sucker punched us in for so space is play slash pause enter is actually beginning to play it i don't have any other songs in this particular album right now if i did i could move to the next one by pressing either left or right arrow or functionally it's actually control left and right arrow what if i want to adjust the uh, the volume of this song I can do a control up arrow to increase it, which I think I'm already at the maximum, or I can do a control down arrow to decrease it. 
So I'm going to start the song again. I'm going to unpause it by pressing my space bar and then adjust the volume with control up and down arrow. He fought under MacArthur 17. Hold down arrow. Bell's getting a lot quieter until you can't hear it anymore. If I want to make it louder, I'm going to do control well, up arrow. A lot of beaches, stepped in jungles with the leeches. Here's there in the background. I'm going to press space to pause it. So again, I'm in that expanded view there as well. That's how I can start any song no matter which view I'm in and how I can pause a song no matter which view I'm in. All right. So this is the only particular song I've got in this album. What if I wanted to go to the store specific to this artist or specific to this album? I could go to the store in the sidebar, but iTunes also gives you the ability to go to the store inside of this expanded view, which is kind of a cool feature because then you don't have to leave the expanded view and go out to the store and away from all this stuff. So I'm going to do a shift tab. In the store button. It says in the store, it's a button, and I'm going to press enter. Now, what's going to happen in the background is iTunes is going to load that store content, and it's loading it inside of the expanded view. Remember, we're still inside of the expanded view. We've never left that view. So when I pressed enter, it loaded information relevant to this particular artist or album. So I'm still on that in the store button. Let's see what we've got available to us now. If I tab. Son of a preacher man. John Rich 2009. Wicked Lord and the man. Time 339. iCloud download list. So that's our list view of songs. If I tab again. Show complete album static box. Okay, I could see the complete album here if I wanted to. Tab again. 24 links, two headings. What better recommendations? Turn on Genius. Cancel button, turn on Genius button, top songs. Link shot in Detroit, down button, link shot in Detroit. I'm going to silence that because just like any other web page, even though this isn't a web page, it's inside of browse mode, inside of this expanded view, since it's inside of the store. So I could start up and down arrowing here because you heard the links. You heard that I could turn on Genius if I wanted to. But let's suppose I want to go find the top related item to this particular album or artist. If I start down arrowing... Heading 3, one better recommendations? Turn on Genius. Says I could turn on Genius. One better recommendations? Cancel button. So cancel button. Turn on Genius button. And I'm just down arrowing here. Heading 3, top songs. So it says top songs. If I down arrow... Top songs. List 1 with 8 items. Alright, list 1 with 8 items. Full stop. Link shot in Detroit down. So that's the name of the song. Button. Now, this button is unnamed, but this is actually one of the things they've made slightly better. It used to be when iTunes 11 came out that you would hear the number 1 for the first song, and you'd have to route the mouse there and click on it to actually get a preview. So what this – you don't have to do that anymore. But what this button is now, it's unlabeled, which it should be labeled, but it is actually the name – or it's actually the song that we just heard. So if I want to hear a preview of this song before I actually purchase it, I can press my space bar. 24 links, two headings. Press space bar again. 24 links, two headings. Hi, I'm David Tanner, your host here on Main Menu. I'd like to take this opportunity on behalf of myself... Chase Crispin, our executive producer, and the entire Main Menu staff to thank you for listening to Main Menu this year and wish you and yours a happy holiday season. And thank you again for listening to Main Menu.
Introduction to Review Modes. If you are using NVIDIA 2013.1 or earlier, you might have noticed that you can use what's called flat review to navigate around a window or screen using review cursor. The side effect was that if you wanted to interact with the object that you're interested in, you had to move back to object navigation that is away from flat review in order to interact with an object. That's not the case anymore if you're using 2013.2 and later. In 2013.2 and later, we have what's called review modes so that you can use various review modes to navigate around an object, document, or screen. In this tutorial, we'll talk about what the review modes are as well as give a demonstration of each of these modes. Note that if you're uh, new to NVDA, please listen to this section. And especially if you're using 2013.2 and later, uh, you can go ahead and skip the section on flat review that was presented in the previous tutorial. Uh, if you want to get a background of what the flat review was or is, uh, listen to previous tutorials that deals with object navigation, including, including uh, some of mine, where I talk about flat review at the end. So you can have a necessary background knowledge uh, to come and continue with this tutorial. However, if you're a new NVDA user, just getting started with NVDA, and if you're preparing for 2013.2 or later, or if you're already using that, you can review object navigation up to flat review and skip flat review section and come directly to this tutorial. And if you are listening to uh, the tutorial on the web browsing, the document review mode will become so much handy especially as you're navigating around a web page or PDF document. So with that background out of the way, let's get started with navigating the review modes. What are review modes? If you are an NVIDIA 2013.1 user, you would know that to review the entire content of the screen content, that is, you would use flat review. In 2013.2 is no longer the case. The flat review has been replaced by uh, what's called uh, review modes. Review modes is an enhancement to flat review. Previously, if you use flat review, the navigator object will not follow where your cursor, review cursor position is. So you have to manually attempt to move to the object, the object after you find the the desired location. But now, in review modes, uh, the navigator object, the object that you're reviewing, will move wherever the, to wherever the review cursor is. So this follows the review cursor position. So you don't have to go to object mode to do things like mouse clicks and so forth. There are three review modes available. These are object, document, and screen in increasing review scope. I say review scope because these object, these review modes limit you on where the review cursor can go. In object mode, you can review contents of just one object. In document mode, you can review contents of a web page or PDF document. Note that document review is only available if you're using virtual buffer, such as uh, web browsers and PDF documents. In screen review, you can review everything. 
just by using the review cursor. And the navigator object will move along with you. So to toggle these commands that is, or to, to uh, expand or collapse the review scope, you use the same commands that you use to move to and from flat review. That is to say, in desktop layout, it's NVDA numpad 7 and NVDA numpad 1. You use NVDA numpad 7 to broaden the scope of your review and use NVDA numpad 1 to narrow it. I say the scope because, as I said before, this this uh, has effect on where the review cursor can go. So to give a demonstration of that, uh, right now I'll use NVIDIA NumPad one. No previous review mode. Whereas if I do NVIDIA NumPad seven, screen review blank. Screen review because I'm using I'm at the VMware uh, doc, uh, VMware window. And I'll use NVIDIA NumPad 1. Object review. Linux 40x64 VMware. Now. Los Angeles. Skype. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay. Right now, I'm at the... I move my... I switch to uh, Internet Explorer. And if I do... Uh, object review. Classic cars hit Pebble Beach. Okay. I'm using object review. So in that case, in, in a web page or so... In web page, you can review only that control. NVIDIA NumPad 7. Document review. And NVIDIA NumPad 7. Screen review. One more time. No next review mode. Okay, so we have actually broadened the scope. NVIDIA NumPad 1. Document review. Object review. No previous review mode. So you use these commands to move between objects and between review modes. So let's take a look at the various review modes in detail. I'll try to use the same examples that I've used in the previous tutorial series when we dealt with uh, flat review. We will go in object, screen, and document review modes in that order. Object review. Object review is same as reviewing reviewing an uh, object without using flat review. So you're limited to wherever whatever the object is at hand. For instance, if you're in Notepad, and if the object is the document, you can only read that document. And if it's a control like a button, you can only review the, the name or perhaps the value of a button. So, to give a demonstration of that, let's go to the start screen. This is the same example that we've used before in the previous tutorial, but We'll be using a different start screen tile. Start apps list list of programs in this view. Uh, I'm using a new computer and the speech synthesizer is Nuance Vocalizer. A driver version is 2, so it's based on a Vocalizer Direct engine. Mail expanded row 1 column 1. Store collapsed 20 grouping. Bing expanded trending. Okay, so I'm at the Bing uh, tile. So here, whatever the review cursor modes that you use, the familiar review mode and review cursor navigation keys are here, including the numpad keys if you're using desktop layout, to move to lines, characters, and words. So let's attempt to move to the previous line, numpad 7. Top. 
Thing trending. Alex Morgan injury. Bruce Willis replaced. Amber Tamblyn. Okay. And then let's use numpad six for the word. Trending. Alex. Next word it is. Morgan. Injury. Bruce Willis. Replaced. Amber Tamblyn. Abraham Lake. On. Okay. So I'm at that word. And let's use previous character. Numpad one. Space. E. K. A. L. Space. M. A. 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 R. B. And so forth. And then you can do things like copy the review cursor position, the review cursor uh, text to clipboard, and so forth. So there's not much difference really between the previous versions and 2013.2 when it comes to object review. But the other uh, review modes are substan substantially different or enhancement to, uh, against the previous uh, flat review. Next is document review. Well, actually, next is screen review. Actually, sorry about that. So let's tour the uh, screen review then. Screen review. Screen review is in the twenty thirteen point two is enhancement to the flat review found in earlier versions of NVDA. Uh, you can do all sorts of things in screen review now, including. Uh, while in that mode, uh, you can do mouse clicks wherever you want. Instead of having to root the object, root to the uh, object under the flat view position. To give a demonstration of that, uh, let's open control panel. Context menu. All control panel items. You can open control panel in multiple ways in Windows 8, you can do Windows I, Windows and I key and you press enter or you can do Windows X to open the power user menu and then press P for panel or control panel. Right now I'm at object review. Action. Action top. Action center review recent messages and resolve problems with bottom. Action center review recent messages. Now this is object review and if I do NVIDIA NumPad 7. Screen review. Action Center add features to Windows 8 administrative tools autoplay bit locker drive encryption. Okay, so what you just heard is the contents are the, the first two lines of the control panel items on the screen. And if I do NVIDIA NumPad 7. Blank. Adjust your computer settings. View by small icons. Top. View by small icons. So we're at the screen. Adjust your computer set blank. I'll keep using NVD. I'll, I'll be using line this time to move between screen objects. Action center add features to Windows 8 administrative tools autoplay bit locker drive encryption. I'm using professional version by the way. If you use NV, Windows 8 standard, you will not hear bit locker and so forth. I'm using NumPad 7 and NumPad 9 to move between lines. Color management, credential manager, date and time, default programs, device manager, devices and printers, display ease of access, center, family safety, file history, flash player, 32-bit folder options, fonts, home group, IDT, audio control panel. Yes, I'm using 64-bit. Indexing options, Intel RHD graphics, Intel registered pro set, slash wireless, to flash player, 32-bit folder. And so forth. So that is a huge difference between... Uh, uh, the object and screen review, and if you're using flat review, this would sound familiar to you. 
However, unlike flat review, you can activate mouse uh, straight from the screen review mode. And let's open the control panel item. Devices and printers display ease of access, color management, credential manager, date and time default, action center, add features to Windows center, add, D, D. And then if I do NVIDIA NumPy 5. Add features to Windows 8, link a convenient and affordable way to add features to Windows. And if I do left character, Left move by character, and if I do numpad one, D A space R E T N E C, and if I do NVIDIA numpad five, action center link focused review recent messages and resolve problems with your computer. Notice the difference in flat review. It didn't tell you, it didn't tell you that, but in at least uh, in flat review, you had to move the object to do that. But but now the navigator object automatically follows where you recursion is features. Add features to Windows 8. So let's do left mouse click. Left click. I have to move the mouse first. I have, let's do numpad, uh, numpad divide. Add features to Windows 8. You still have to use the root cursor because uh, review cursor, it doesn't show on screen. Left click. Add feature secure desktop. User account control dialog. Do you want? Uh, yes, that's Carry all control panel. I add features to Windows 8. I want to buy a product key online button all plus O. And if I have top, how do you want to get started? Your PC is currently running Windows 8 Pro. In a few easy steps, you can add features to your PC to get a different edition of Windows 8. Your apps, files, and settings will stay right where they are. Blank. I want to buy a product key online. Whereas if you're using object review mode, you had to use NVD numpad 4, numpad 6 to move between objects. But Right now, in screen mode, in screen review mode, you don't have to worry about that. And then you can do all sorts of things there. You can do, uh, as you saw, you can do num NVDA, numpad, divide to root the mouse there. And then, uh, or you can move the cursor, but then you want to return to where the mouse is. So it's quite a... Mouse can be used as a handy marker in this case to uh, remind you of where you are at. And let's switch to object mode. Object review. I want to buy a product key online. Top, top. I want to. And right there, that's limited to that Close control. button, close. Minimize button. System menu. No preview. No pre. Close. How do you want to get started text? Your PC is currently running Windows 8 Pro text. In a few easy steps. I want to buy a product and so forth and still you might want to use uh, an object review and just for fun of it if I switch to screen, screen review, review I want to close button minimize button close how do you want to get so the screen review although it's the screen review, is still limited to a window if you want to move to different parts of the uh, window you still want to use object review Object navigation commands. So it's really is the screen review is useful for looking at the layout of the screen, and to look at, uh, or at least to find, get an easy, um, easier way to locate a desired navigator object, so that you can work on it afterwards. So that's the screen review for you. Uh, up next is document review. Document review. 
unlike uh, object and screen review modes, which are available everywhere, document review is only available on complex and virtual proper documents such as web pages and PDF documents. And as you saw briefly in the in the beginning, when you, we were in Internet Explorer, there was a third review mode which was called document review between object and screen review. Chilyabinsk Media Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia document. Well, thank you NVDA for saying that because that's the web page I'll be using to show you what it is, what the document review is. Now, one thing that I might have forgot to mention is that the by default it would uh, start in object review and then whatever happened while using NVDA it will stay at whatever mode that you chose that is it will stay at either object mode or screen review modes wherever you go so that sort of lifts the limitation on flat review so right now I'm on an, an Explorer web page and I'm reading a Wikipedia article on a meteor, right, that hit Russia in early 2013. So if you are you if you're using a browse mode commands, this will be similar to that. First, I want to make sure that I'm at the correct review mode. Document review out of table heading level one. Julia. So at that point, or what happened was that I reviewed a screen using the screen review before, but then I forgot to switch to uh, object review. Top. Heading level 1, Julia's Meteor. Now, let's use... Whereas an object review, you only object have Object review. Chilyabinsk Meteor. Bottom. Chilyabinsk Meteor. Top. Bottom. Chip top. Chilyabinsk... And you have to only navigate the... Right now, I mean, it's a heading. Document review. Heading left... And in the screen review... Screen review. Blank, top, bottom, blank, bottom, blank, blank, document. There was nothing useful there because it, well, it was hard, quite hard to display what it was on the web page. So document review is only available in the virtual buffer documents. So let's use that. From Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. I'll, again, I'll be reading by line by using NumPad 4, NumPad 7, NumPad 9. Jump to link nap table with nine rows and two columns. 2013 Julyabinsk Meteor. Row one, column one, graphic file. 15 zero link image link. Meteor fireball scene from link blank blank link graphic chip location of the row two day. Column two, February row three, column one time. Column two, 920 link YEKT link UTC plot. Row four, column one location. Column two, list with two items Russia. Okay. List with five items link Julyabinsk Oblast. Link Orenburg Oblast. Link Bashkor Tostin. Link Sverdlovsk Oblast. Link Tumen Oblast. Out of list Kazakhstan. And uh, let's try to use Dumpat Plus. Kazakhstan list with two items. Link Akto Province. Link Kostane Province out of list out of list. Row 5 column 1 link coordinates. Column 2 object read 55.150 degrees and 61.410 degrees E. Now, if I did object review mode, it only read up Document to that. Object. Link 55.150 degrees I'm in the document mode. degrees E link coordinates. Link 55.150 degrees and 61.410 degrees E link 1. Row 6 column 1 also known as. Column 2 link. 
and so forth. So that's a document review. And if I do object navigation here by using NumPad, NVIDIA NumPad 4, NumPad 6, but first, let me see what that object is. Chilyabinsk Media Right link invisible off screen link Chilyabinsk Media Right. Okay. Num NVIDIA NumPad 6. No next. No next. Row 1, column 1. No next. Table. Text on February 15th. Table. Still, you have to use uh, object hierarchy mode in document mode if you want to navigate via objects. But it's just like screen review, document review allows you to uh, move anywhere and as long as it's in a web page or a PDF document and the navigator object will follow along with you wherever you go. So that's the benefit of using document review on web pages. And then if, if you want to move the focus to it, you can uh, press Shift NVDA NumPad minus to move the focus and press it twice to move the carrot there. Although most of the time they'll say no carrot, but focus will be sufficient enough. So at least these are the uh, overview of different review modes that are available for you. And if you're using a touch screen, uh, you can use two finger flick up to move to broaden the review scope and do two finger two, two finger uh, flick down to narrow the review scope and if you want more information touch screen refer to some of the tutorials on touch screen that NV access and I have done so that is a, so that is really there is to it when it comes to review modes and um, I hope the review modes will be useful for people which is essentially an enhancement of uh, flat review. Thank you again for being with us today on Main Menu. We always appreciate having you here. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you back again here next week on Main Menu.